What's up, friends? Before we hop into the show, I got to tell you about our friends over at Green Mountain Dental. They're the best damn family-owned dentist in the Denver metro area. And not only that, but they're part of our family. So make them part of your family where not only will you get the best service possible, but you'll get a free Sonicare toothbrush when you schedule a cleaning, x-ray, and exam. That's right. All you have to do is take care of your teeth for them to hand over a free Sonicare toothbrush. They're only 15-minute drive from downtown Denver, and they're a longtime DNVR partner. So supporting our partners is supporting us. So check them out over at Green Mountain Dental. Schedule that cleaning, x-ray, and exam and get set up with a free Sonicare toothbrush. All right, Ryan, let's hop into the show. Number one for the one and only DNVR. Two girls out to Zach Mace at the bar. Three for Mr. B. Couple with brick, brew and a friend bleed orange and blue to the bitter end. Come and join us, DDNVR. We are DNVR. We are DNVR and we are live from Studio A. The A stands for all backups. All backups. That's what the Broncos will be facing on Thursday night football tomorrow. And we'll get into all of that in just a second. But first, I want to give a shout out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. MSUDenver.edu slash online is where you can scope out all they have to offer. And they have a whole hell of a lot to offer, including 750 total classes, 45 plus online and hybrid programs. There's no better place to go but MSU Denver if you're looking to maintain a full-time job uh, while, of course, getting a better education so you can later... Get a better full-time job. Check them out, msudenver.edu slash online. My boy, Ryan, what's up? I cannot believe the gift the Broncos are given tomorrow. But you know what, Ryan? If you ruin a good gift, oh boy, that is just the end of things. And see, this is my problem, Zach, <laughs> because I woke up this morning to the news that the Cleveland Browns will be starting Case Keenum. Case frickin' Keenum. <laughs> Case Keesum. And I thought to myself, hell yeah. There it is. What a gift. What great fortune. The vibes must be immaculate. <laughs> and then I opened up my Twitter app. Ali, if you'd bring up the comment. Uh, can, can I see the comments? There they are. Okay. Okay. All right. Then I opened up my Twitter app. And started scrolling through. It's a bad idea if you want to get your day off to a good start. And what did I see? Bad vibes. Negativity. Bad vibes. Yep. Yep. Bad vibes. Yep. Bad vibes. Negativity. 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 And I thought, you've got to be kidding me. If the Broncos lose this, if the Broncos lose that, mm -hmm. if the Broncos lose, I'm out. Mm -hmm. I got news for you. <laughs> The Broncos aren't losing. <laughs> the Broncos are not losing to Case goddamn Keenum. They're not losing to Dearness Johnson. They're not losing to a team with no quarterback, no running backs, no tackles, and no wide receivers. Zach, it's not happening. The Broncos are going to win this game. Everyone needs to turn it around, flip that frown upside down. This is going to be awesome because the Broncos are going to win the game, and they're going to have a chance then to play 
the Washington football team the next week at home, and all of a sudden, all of these negative vibes, these bad feelings are going to flip around real quick. Now, that doesn't mean they're a great team, but they are going to beat the Cleveland Browns. I guarantee it. Guarantee. Love it. You're pretty much like Von Miller yesterday, Ryan, who came out and guaranteed that he's going to have a big game. And then he said if he has a big game, that will lead to a win. So Von Miller yesterday did what he did three years ago to the date nearly and guaranteed the Broncos a win. He went pretty much just that far for this game. Von's scared. I'm not scared. (laughs) And Ryan... I do understand why people are nervous about this game, though. I do understand why people are worried, because what if they do lose to the team that you just described? Not having a starting quarterback, not having their two top running backs, not having their offensive line, not having wide receivers, not having their leading tackler on the defensive side. It's going to be very bad for the Broncos. And people look at these past three weeks and they say, Absolutely should have beaten the Steelers. That was a team where Ben Roethlisberger was in decline. It was a road game just like this one. Uh, And then the Ravens game, I think people understand. The Ravens are a damn good team. And then the Raiders game, they didn't have their their coach. And so, Ryan, I think people start thinking, what happens if, you know, the Raiders rallied around their interim head coach? What if the Browns rally around all these backups and somehow beat the Broncos? That's why people get scared, but... I do have to like the Broncos' chances better without all of these starters playing. I mean, they're without the second-best running back in the NFL, the best backup running back in the NFL, both of their tackles potentially, and their starting quarterback. And then on top of that, you have a pissed-off Von Miller, who he says he's going to have a big game. It's really hard for me to convince myself he's not going to have a big game going up against backups. He said it yesterday. He doesn't even know the tackles he's going to be going up against. He shouldn't, and he better. Um, And he will. Von Miller, you know, we've criticized him a lot of times. There's one thing he does. When he puts his name on it, when he puts a stamp on it, he follows through on it. So he's going to have a great game. Zach, you know what? Lamar Jackson, Ben Roethlisberger, and Derek Carr all have in common. What's that? They're starting quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Case Keenum, not in that group. And honestly, some of the other guys that they beat up this year, uh, not in that group as well. Although, I would take Trevor Lawrence over Case Keenum. Uh, and oh, I would probably take about. Daniel Jones over Case Keenum as well. Uh, Zach Wilson, he hasn't shown me enough yet to, to, wow. to gain that distinction. Um, but I don't care. You know, clip this, send it to freezing cold takes. They are not losing this game, uh, and they better not. And we can talk. I don't even want to talk about what if, but hell, what if? If they lose, fire everyone. Mm-hmm. And that that that's fire. Why, that's what that's what's on the line here, Ryan. That's why it's such a big game. Yes. Uh, specifically now, even more so now. Yes. Fire Vic Fangio. Fire Pat Shermer. Fire Ed Donatel. Fire every single person that put on a Broncos logo when they went to work today if they lose this one. Mm-hmm. Because it would be that Fire bad. me. Fire you. <laughs> fire whoa, whoa, don't fire. Whoa, what's <laughs> the, you can fire yourself, not me. <laughs> well, Ryan, the reason that some people are also concerned and some people are more excited for this game is you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger, Lamar Jackson, uh, Derek Carr, all starting quarterbacks, and the Broncos weren't able to beat those guys. And the Broncos now get to face a backup quarterback, but Broncos maybe with a backup quarterback of their own 
Holy cow, Ryan. Typically, and we talked about this yesterday, typically when a player is going to play in a game or it seems like they're going to play in a game, don't they downplay the injury big time and they oh, yeah. say it's nothing? And that's why we were so surprised yesterday that Baker Mayfield came out and said, yeah, my arm's pretty much torn off. I have half a shoulder right now. My upper body doesn't work, yet I'm playing in the game. And we thought, wow, is he really going? No, he's not going to. Uh, and yesterday, Teddy Bridgewater did the opposite. He didn't talk about his injury. Whenever asked about it, he just said he's going to be in the in the training room as much as he can and get ready for the game as much as he can. But he displayed it. When he walked uh, to practice, when he walked back from practice, when he walked up to the podium, and when he left the podium, Ryan, it was the biggest limp I've ever seen a player have uh, heading into a game, even if it was the Monday before a Sunday game. And this was a Tuesday before a Thursday night game, he uh, he even he barely made the step up. The podium is one step. He barely made it, and then he kind of he kind of joked about how he barely made the step up when he was done with the podium and had to take that step off. He said, "All right, just want to make sure all the cameras are off before I have to do this because it was that bad. The limp is that bad, and this was 48 hours before the game. I don't know." how he and the Broncos can let him play in this game if that injury doesn't go from literally 20% that it was yesterday to 80%? And, and what what is a – is it a 60% Teddy that's better than Drew? Is it a 90% Teddy that's better than Drew? But, boy, it, it made so – it actually went backwards from Sunday to Tuesday. Can it make that huge jump from Tuesday to tomorrow right now? I'm planning on Drew Locke being the starting quarterback. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Does not matter. Uh, start Teddy, start Drew, start Brett Rippon. I don't care. So they are the, the Cleveland Browns tomorrow are as bad as the New York Jets were last year. Because that's, of course, when you started <laughs> Brett Rippon and you did win. Yeah, this is a team that last week with Baker Mayfield put up 14 points. Now, you know, the Cardinals are a great team. Only undefeated um, team left. This is a team that... You know, against the Vikings with Baker Mayfield, scored 14 points. Now, they did score 42 against the Chargers, but mm -hmm. of course, you know they were running the hell out of the ball, and and that was that game had what I call the shootout effect, where sometimes the reins just fall off. Which, by the way, I'll tell you about a game that had that effect in a second here. Um, but this is a team that now has no one. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I told you yesterday. You know, my vibes were down. If they have Baker Mayfield, I thought they were going to win. Um, but they can't sustain no quarterback, no running backs, potentially down both top two tackles, no Odell Beckham Jr., no JOK. It's too much. The Broncos, you know, they have their injuries like any other team, but they are coming into this game shiny and new compared to the Cleveland Browns. So, again... There's a there's a lot of worlds I could have lived in where the Broncos are going to lose this game. I cannot live in that world anymore. Can't live in it. Not a real place. The Broncos aren't losing. Everything points to it. Every, and look at the comments. The comments it. are still doing it. Can't shake the negative vibes. If we if we lose, blow it up. Keenum going to have his revenge game. <laughs> there is a lot of Keenum revenge game going on. Revenge what? Re revenge against the Broncos for... P paying him too much money to do nothing? Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Revenge against the Broncos for ruining his book 
because he wrote it before he got here and then he didn't have anything good to add to it afterwards? Potentially, yeah. Just a, a pissed off game from Case, and the Broncos should also be pissed. Like you're saying, the Broncos were the ones that got the raw end of the deal. But you're how, damn right. how many people were on this defense when Case was here? You did have Vaughn. You did have... Um, Shelby? You had Shelby. You had Justin Simmons. Is that it? Not that that matters Probably. too much, but I mean, the familiarity, it really is a different Broncos team than when Case was here. Not necessarily good, not necessarily bad. I guess from a defensive standpoint, you could say it's bad since the defense is worse this year than it was in, in, in 2018. But Ryan, I don't like to do this because it's Case Keenum, but he's a good backup, a good backup in the league, not a starter. But when we look at numbers, Case Keenum's better than Drew Locke. And that, to me, is crazy to say. I, Ryan, I don't want to say it, but numbers point to that. When he was with the Denver Broncos, Case Keenum threw 62% completion, 3,800 yards, six, 18 touchdowns to 15 interceptions. Honestly, a pretty darn similar year to what Drew Locke did last year. Just mm-hmm. a, a touchdown or two more than interceptions. A very underwhelming year. Both had losing records. Then his most recent year when he played the most games, eight games uh, two years ago with Washington, uh, he threw 65% completion. He threw for 1,700 yards, 11 touchdowns, five picks, and uh, a passer rating better than Drew Locke. So that, to me, is is... It the quarterback position doesn't tip this game to me right now, and so you do look at everything else that's exactly. going on. And, exactly. and the Browns are. By the way, the uh, you said he played in eight games in 2019. Yes, I, he, I think he started eight games. He played in one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. He 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 started eight games. Yeah, uh, two and eight. Two and eight, the uh, Washington yep. football team in those ten games. Yeah, yeah, not good. Nope. Not not good. But statistically, um, there's just not a big upgrade, or there's no upgrade at all. If it's Drew versus versus Case and Ryan, you know what? Let's you ready to give your pick? Because you're guaranteeing a win. Yep. Because mine mine's twofold. So let's get to our Broncos picks. I'll let you go first. It's a guaranteed Broncos win. And how's it gonna look? Yeah, guaranteed Broncos win. I haven't thought about the score. All I know is they're winning, uh, and they're winning easy. Yeah, they've got to dominate that with your confidence. Uh, I'm going to say the Broncos win this game 27-10. to 10. Dominant. Dominant. The defense is back. The offense is there. Offense doesn't quite get to 30 points, but with the way the Browns' offense looks, it doesn't look like they're going to need to, Ryan. It, 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 that's the thing, is... Case Keenum and Drew Locke in a vacuum, sure, you've got a competition. But Drew Locke with his starting tackles, his starting running backs, two of his four best receivers um, who are both really good, uh, his starting tight end, um, that is a that has to be way better than anything Case Keenum can bring to the table in this game. It should be. It should be. But, Ryan... These, let, let's look at the six games the Broncos have played. And in those six games, the Broncos have won when they've had the better combination of quarterback and coach than the other team. They beat the Giants. I think Teddy Bridgewater and the Vic Fangio at the beginning of the season was better than what the Giants had. One. Week two, a second second week player in Trevor Lawrence go with Urban Meyer, who significantly brings him down. Broncos better combo there. They win. Week three. Zach Wilson, new head coach for the Jets. Broncos better. They win. Then the next three weeks, Ryan, 
Ben Roethlisberger uh, with Mike Tomlin, uh, John Harbaugh with Lamar Jackson, and Derek Carr, he was able to bring the interim head coach up and be a better duo than the Broncos had all three losses for the Broncos there. Do you agree with that logic to, to get to three and three there? Sure. Okay. This week, I think regardless of who the quarterback is, the Browns get the edge with the coaching staff. Would you agree with that, Kevin Stefanski? Uh-huh. I mean, I'll, I'll, <laughs> I don't know about Joe Woods, but... Yeah, I'm just go go head coach. Yeah, head go, coach. Go head coach and sure, an entire yes, of staff. Uh, so Kevin Stefanski get, gets the nod there. 30 teams are probably getting the nod in that category. That, fair, fair. And so when it's a tie... At least. When it's a tie, I give the nod to the quarterback, to whichever one has the better quarterback. And Ryan, just the way it was two weeks ago... With, with Drew, and on top of that, Drew telling us two weeks ago how crucial it is for him to get snaps. I asked Vic Fangio yesterday um, how what snaps Drew was getting, and he said it doesn't really matter because it's walkthrough. They, they're not real snaps. So I'm going, oh, my gosh, the Broncos can't catch a break here. If they're going to be – well, except for the Browns getting destroyed. But if it's going to be Drew – Drew just told us how important those snaps are, and he has not got those for months, and he is not getting those this week. So I have to give the edge to Case Keenum. And then so the Browns would have those two advantages in my mind going into this game. So if it's Drew, everything else is working in the Browns' favor. But those two things I can't overlook because those two things are the most too important. And it's crazy to say, I think the Browns win 17-16. to 16. If Drew Locke is starting. If Drew Locke is starting. Okay, However, Teddy? if it's Teddy, the Broncos have the edge of quarterback. And what did I say? If it's a tie between the head coach and the quarterback, give me the quarterback. The Broncos win 20 to 16. Wow. So it comes down to whoever the starting quarterback is. And Ryan, I just, I know you can shoot things up, especially, I'm sure you can shoot a foot up a ton. Oh, yeah. But the way he looked yesterday was rough. I think he was playing it up. For an entire walk across the field yeah. and back and up and down. Yeah, a little trying to gain a little public sympathy. Now I'm not sure which way it goes. No, we don't know yet. Drew, Drew is not starting. I mean, he we, literally just said. I know. If, Okay. Uh, Drew, Keep up, folks. We'll find out either today or tomorrow, but I truly think this is a, a, a true game time decision. Uh, and Ryan, they, they can shoot it up. They can do that. But here's the thing is, if Teddy plays, he's still not going to be 100%. So that means your offensive line is going to have to be better than it has been in the past. And obviously last week it wasn't good at all. But Teddy, for not being a mobile quarterback, is pretty mobile. That mobility is probably going to be gone this week. And we've seen Teddy make a lot of plays outside of the pocket and help his offensive line out a lot. I don't think you're going to be able to do that this week, and that scares me, and that really scares me. And that's why maybe, especially because you got Miles Garrett coming off the edge, maybe I think the coaching staff would probably say a 60% Teddy is better than Drew Locke just right now. But maybe that's why you have disagree. to say for this game, maybe it's more of like, a, a, you know, if, if Teddy's only 70%, you got to play Drew because of what's coming off the edges. I mean, I would, I, I'd probably play Drew um, at 80, 80% or less. Uh, 90%, you know, you're saying this is still our leader. We just got, we got to give him a chance. 80% or less, I'd say put in Drew. Um, we don't have to do that much to win this game. Do you agree with me, though, that the coaching staff probably views it 
a, a little le- has less confidence in Drew, where where they would want to put Teddy out there more so if he was more injured than than other people would. I assume the lowest that you could possibly put a player out there is seventy percent. There's no would, way you can I put in a guy so. at sixty five percent. Yeah, yeah, I I would agree. I would agree. But you're saying eighty, and I think the coaching staff would be below that. And yesterday, the coaching staff was acting as if it was going to be Teddy. Uh, Vic Fangio made it clear that he is planning on it being Teddy. Pat Shermer said those words exactly. And when I asked Teddy, "You expect to play?" He completely avoided it. He said, I'm going to be in the training room doing as much as I can do to get myself ready. Uh, And then when he was asked some follow-ups, it was very similar. Teddy Bridgewater does not know if he's going to play in this game. Play Drew. Is it 27 to 10 regardless? Um, Yeah, because I've got... Two offensive touchdowns, two offensive field goals, and a defensive touchdown. Love it. Man, that would be huge for the Broncos to get some momentum. And this game is huge for both. Both teams are 3-3. Three and three, But clearly, with the Browns playing without these many people, isn't the desperate team the Broncos? Actually, no. I got to come back on the points just a little bit. Um, just because I know that Pat Schremer doesn't know how to call plays for Drew Locke. So I'll say 20-10. to 10 <laughs> if it's, I'll take 7 off the board. And to, you're sticking with the 27 if it's Teddy. 27-10, yeah. And then you throw in, gosh, I mean, there are just so many competing things on both sides because then you throw in the fact that this is a Thursday night road game and that's about the toughest you can play. But then the Browns are decimated. I don't know. Ryan, this is the weirdest game of the season. It is a weird game. And just think about this. The Browns have no time to game plan for this. Not For backup quarterback, backup running back, backup tackles. Right. They have no time to put together. Just as much as it hurts the Broncos not allowing drew lock to have those snaps yes it's, it's it's the same for the browns all right we got a big super chat here let's hit that real quick uh from our homie dtl how can you say teddy is that much better when uh all off season they were basically even now all of a sudden he's half the quarterback teddy is uh way too much recency bias based off the first three games dtl i think that's going back to the conversation that we had the entire off season is that that's how the coaching staff views it. And it doesn't matter what, how you and I view it. It's how the coaching staff views it. If they think he, he's 80%, still better at 80%, he's still better at 60%, we don't make the decision. That's why I feel so strong about it is because of how the coaching staff is the one to make the call. And, Ryan, we have seen nothing since, since training camp that has made me think, Maybe the coaching staff's getting more confidence in Drew. Now, Vic, uh, Pat Shermer yesterday said he's very confident in Drew has to start. What the heck else is he going to say? But their yeah. actions have not led to that at all. I also think, and maybe I'm putting too much faith in this coaching staff. It's happened before. I think that now that you have this, you don't have to go into this game saying, how are we going to score 30? You don't even have to go into this game saying, how are we going to score 24? I, I personally don't believe. So to me... I'm looking at this game and saying double-team Miles Garrett on every single play. Without a doubt. The only person who can beat you is Miles Garrett, in my opinion, on the entire field. So do not let it happen. Now, again, I'll come on this show after the game, three beers deep, and take my lashings. No, you said it's guaranteed. You're not going to have to take any lashings. If they're dumb enough to let... Miles Garrett wrecked this game for them and, you know, get two strip sacks. And, and he could. He did. He had four and a half sacks three weeks ago. Yes. But to me, there was a there was a when, when Steph Curry was at Davidson, there was a team that literally decided we are going to double team him the entire game. Not every time he touches the ball. No, 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 no. The entire game, we are dedicating two people to him and we will play four on three on the rest of the court. Mm-hmm. We don't care. Now they lost. But they didn't have a chance either way. 
They held Steph Curry to like two points. Beautiful. That is what you need to do in this game. And guess what? If you double team him, you don't have to go, you know, four on three on the rest of the line. You just you're adding a lineman and taking away a receiver. Uh, and so go into this game and just say anyone but Miles. Good luck. Mm-hmm. Double team him, chip him, make his life a living hell, frustrate him, get him jumping off sides because he can't make any impact on this game. It, you know, there you'll have plays like uh, TJ Watt. I think he was triple teamed. Um, and then, you know, they broke the pocket and he got and he he got in there and he made the play that you, you can live with that. You can't live with the play before that where he just won a one-on-one matchup and and won the game for them. Right. Yeah, you're 100% right. 100% right. Uh, and Kenny in the comment section says, praying for a miracle. Ryan, this should not be a miracle. The miracle it, would be Case Keenum beating the Broncos. It that's should be. It really should be at, at this point. Uh, and the Broncos have, uh, I think they start last week. I believe on Saturday, before the Broncos lost to the Raiders, they were a six-point underdog on DraftKings Sportsbook. Now that line is, I believe, one or one and a half over at DraftKings, telling you that, Kenny, it really shouldn't be a miracle for the Broncos to win this game. It's pretty much a pick game right now. And just to add to how much their injuries are, Ryan, this is who has not practiced for the Cleveland Browns this week so far. We'll get the official game status report, but I imagine a lot of these guys are going to be out or questionable Odell Beckham Jr. did not practice. We know Nick Chubb is out. We know Jack Jack Conklin, one of their starting tackles, has not practiced, did not play this past week. Their other starting tackle, uh, J- Jedrick Wills Jr., did not play last week, has not practiced this week. Their starting center, J.C. Treader, did not practice this week at all. Uh, their cornerback, A.J. Green, did not practice. Baker Mayfield, we know, is out. Uh, and that is pretty much half of their offense, and not just half of their offense, that is their most important players on offense. Yeah, I didn't know about the center. If the center's out, too. <laughs> yes. Give me a couple more points. 30 mm. to 10. <laughs> there uh, we go. We're hitting the 30-burger. Uh, I, 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 I truly believe this is a Broncos-Cardinals Thursday night repeat. The other Von Miller guarantee game. And, and Von Miller was too scared to guarantee. Remember that. I'm the one who guaranteed it, not Von Miller. <laughs> Let's go. Uh, in that game, Ryan, Von Miller had five quarterback hits. He had two sacks. He had a forced fumble uh, and two quarterback, or in an additional quarterback hit and a tackle for a loss in that game. The Broncos had two pick sixes. The Broncos had Emmanuel Sanders throwing a touchdown pass. They even had Demarcus Walker get a strip sack. That's how good things were going in that game. And Ryan, this game is nearly three years later to the date. Both games were in week seven. The parallels are insane. The Broncos are facing a bad quarterback in Josh Rosen in that game. They're facing a bad quarterback in Case Keenum in this game. And boy, like you said, the revenge should be on the Broncos side of Case Keenum. It should be getting after him for going six and 10 in his time with the Broncos. All right, we got another super chat here from Ian B. When calling plays for Drew Shermer seems like an angry stepfather who can't stand his wife's kids but doesn't want to make a scene at Thanksgiving. (laughs) Uh, All right, guys. So if you want to come down here and celebrate the immaculate vibes that are going to be in here as a – I do have Mace's score if you guys want his. Oh, yes. Mace's okay. score is uh, in Alley. It has actually changed. I just texted him. Oh, perfect. Yeah, he has the Broncos winning 23 to 22. Wow. If they give up, tw- if they give up more than 20 points to this Browns offense, 
That's embar- That's an embarrassment. Uh, it's not happening, though. Broncos are going to win. And again, as I was going to say, if you want to come down here and bask in the immaculate vibes as the Broncos beat the ever-living crap out of the Browns, <laughs> you got to come down to the DNVR bar because we are having maybe the most lit watch party we've ever had oh, that wasn't a for a playoff game without for another team. Yep, This is the most lit regular season watch party we've ever had for any team and i really really want you guys to come for this one like if you are in the area if you're within like a four hour drive we're gonna make this worth your time um 50 to 75 percent off all gear everything's at least 50 percent off the yes the least discount you can get on any item downstairs in the dnvr store is 50 percent off tons of stuff going for even more than that then when you come here and you show up, you're going to get a raffle ticket. That is going to enter you in for all sorts of awesome prizes. Um, all that awesome Breck Brew Broncos Country uh, Pale Ale gear. I don't know if you guys have seen that. They've got sweet hats. They've got sweet shirts, uh, jackets, all that stuff. Then on top of that, Zach, we are doing a jersey giveaway. If you show up here, you are entered into the jersey giveaway. As long as you post a picture that you're here, which you'll be, you'll be asked to show if you win the giveaway. And that giveaway is not just like, oh, we went and picked out a jersey from the store. No. Any player, any number, any color. You want it, you got it if you win this raffle. That's going to be awesome. So cool. You want to get here early? Sneak out of work a little early? Free beer for the first 50 people that come through the door. Hey. And I could keep going. There's going to be an exclusive DraftKings pool for free. All you got to do is scan and you're in. Winner gets 100 bucks into their DraftKings account. It goes on and on and on. You can see all the stuff on the graphic there. But it's even more than that. So make sure you come down. This is going to be absolutely lit. And the Broncos are going to get a win, which is going to be even better. Um, so make sure you come down and hang out with us at the DNVR bar tomorrow. And Ryan will be here, of course, throughout the game. But also, if you're one of those first 50 people grabbing the free beer and you're here early, Come up and watch our pregame show. Hell yeah. We'll be going live on YouTube at 5.30, a quick little pregame show, 5.30 to 6. It's going to be an absolute blast, Ryan. We rarely get to do these because the Broncos don't have primetime games anymore. But these, it's going to be so much fun. And then, of course, after, we'll be doing a postgame pod. So tune in right after the game ends. We'll be going on live. And, of course, if you're at the bar, come up and watch. I was just inspired for an idea for our pregame show. So oh. keep an eye out for what that's going to be. Oh. I, I have a really good idea. I love it. I love it. And something else I love, Ryan, is our friends over at Mint Mobile. They want to save you money. They're offering cell phone service for $15 a month. And you say, well, there's definitely a catch because there's a catch with all other cell phone providers. But with Mint Mobile, there is not. Here's how they bring you such cheap cell phone service. And it's just as good as every other cell phone service out there. And here's how they do it is they don't have stores. So they don't waste money on brick and mortar stores. And you don't need that. You don't want to go into your store, uh, into your wireless store. It's wireless. You just want it sent to you, and that's exactly what Mint Mobile does. So if you go to mintmobile.com slash DNVR, they will send you a SIM card. You take that SIM card, put it in the phone you have, download an app, and boom. There you go. It is that simple, and you'll be saving, what, almost $100, probably more than $100 a month right away. You get to keep your own phone, and it is just the exact same cell phone service as the other big providers. So check them out over at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. Ryan, we did it. it. It's a GIF. It's so easy, and it literally is the exact same service at a fraction of the cost. So check them out at mintmobile.com slash DNVR. And finally, uh, you guys heard of Ball, as in Ball Arena or as in Ball Aerospace? And, of course, when you look on any can you're ever drinking from, you'll see that Ball logo on there. Ball made over 101 
billion cans. Insane. Which is about how many points the Broncos are going to beat the Browns by tomorrow. <laughs> um, just a few more. They made 101 billion cans last year. And instead of saying, like, wow, that's a really high mark, they said, we need to make more cans. So they're looking at you and saying, hey, come help us make more cans at our plant in Golden. They're hiring. They are an amazing workplace, as Aunt Julie exactly. can attest to. Um, and they want you to come down and work there. So what you got to do is text GOLDEN to 77222 or go to jobs.ball.com and search for GOLDEN. Or again, simply text GOLDEN to 77222 for more information. Go get a job at Ball. Go get a job at Ball. And Ryan, let's try to keep our job and let's try to keep our picks going in the right direction. Let's take a look around the AFC West to get some of our predictions for what else is going to happen in the AFC West. And Ryan, first, let's take a look at the standings and just see where we're at right uh -oh. now. Oh, yeah. Uh oh. It's okay. She, Allie's pulling it up. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll pull it up as well. But Ryan, you and I are uh, lagging. Uh oh. We're lagging. Mace is in the lead, and he doesn't even get a chance to uh, to gloat about it right now. Mace has a 10 oh, and 8 standings. Ryan, you and I tied for second at 8 and 10. You think we can come back on him this week? Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's funny. I finally was right on the Chargers, and that got me back in the game. <laughs> yes, Just got to stick did. to my guns, baby. <laughs> stick to my did. guns. Well, I'm curious if you're going to stick to your guns. Well, you can't stick to your guns this week because the Chargers are playing. Bye. The bye week, yes, yes. So they won't get a win. You're right about that. Guarantee they won't win. Yes, you're right about that. And let's talk about an interesting game. A lot of people I've seen, I'm calling this one an upset special. And if anyone's going to call this an upset special, Ryan, it would be you. The Philadelphia Eagles going into Las Vegas to play the Raiders. Raiders at home after what they did to the Broncos last week. Again, at home against a bad Eagles team. I'm sorry to say that, Allie. Uh, are three are three point favorites? They're, they're getting the home three. That that's it. I mean, what am I missing here with this? Is it is it that people think uh, that last week was just that so much emotion they were playing with, and this is a big come down game? I don't know. Uh, I can feel it. I, I can feel it a little bit. You know why? Because as I say, if you ever see a line that makes you uncomfortable, it's probably right. <laughs> and so that one makes me highly uncomfortable. So it's probably right. It's probably going to be a close game. Um, oh, man. I feel like I'm chasing if I do that. No, Who did I think Mace pick? Do it. He picked the uh, Raiders. Okay, and you're going to pick the Raiders. Chase, baby. You believed in the Eagles last week. Yeah, At you did. At least cover the spread. And they uh, yeah, but this isn't against this the spread. This is not against the spread. Uh, I got to go Raiders. Oh, boo. So against, I guess we'll find out on Broncos pick them if you like them against the spread or not. Yeah, exactly. I just – I see this as a double-digit point victory. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. There might be, like, a little bit of a letdown hangover effect. It could be. It, it really uh, could be. And, like, Sirianni, Basaccia, who's the better coach? Who's to say? <laughs> who's to say? We'll find out. And then the other game, Ryan, is maybe one of the best games in the NFL this week. And, by the way, I know you know this because you're a bets guy. Well, actually, we'll talk about this in a second. But Chiefs at Titans – Man, this one is the best one of the best quarterbacks in the league going up against the best running back in the league. Yeah, what's the spread? I believe it's five and a half. Right. Another one where I like the spread. You like Titans. I'll find out in Broncos pick'em. 
The Chiefs can't stop the run, man. This is the upset special. This is the one. This is the upset special. I can't believe I'm doing this. This is where I'm going to reach. This is where I'm going to reach. I'm going to try to get one back on you guys. Give me the Titans. And I love that. I love that, Ryan. I think this is a great spot for an upset. Derrick Henry is running like an absolute madman. However, (laughs) it happened on Monday Night Football. And for that physical of a game, I think that's just going to tire the Titans just enough. But, Ryan, I have about 0% confidence in the Kansas City Chiefs defense. Derrick Henry, it wouldn't surprise me if even after going for three touchdowns and 148 rushing yards on Monday night, if he goes for 210 and three touchdowns again against the Chiefs. The Chiefs defense is so, so bad. And Ryan Tannehill is really proving to not be the great quarterback that he was last year. I mean, no. he's got More the year before. he's got Julio Jones and, and A.J. Brown doing absolutely nothing out there. This is all on Derrick Henry. And I will say, he made a lot of big throws on Monday Night Football. His stats were awful. I think he was like 11 for 23 or something. Like, all 11 throws were big. Like third downs or like chunk plays. I don't even remember any throws from him because Derrick Henry is just all I can remember from that game. He, you know, what what works for him is when Derrick Henry starts gashing people. I mean, it makes his life so easy because they run those crossing routes over the linebackers and all the linebackers have come down into the hole. Right. And so you've got A.J. Brown or Julio Jones just running wide open over the middle of the field. He's good at hitting those. I think anyone would be good at hitting those mm-hmm. if they had. Except for Paxton, right? Oh, Isn't Paxton. that the hardest route? Well, five yard in oh, was the hardest route okay. for him. <laughs> not as much as um, like I don't know. It's not even. A, it's like a intermediate over. Just I guess a regular over route. Um, but yeah, uh, I th- I think they might be able to get this done. Mm, I and I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm gonna go with the Chiefs here just because if oh. if you're talking about a great quarterback or a great running back, I have to give the nod to the great running back. And Mace is also going with the Chiefs. But Ryan, I'll tell you what, I do like that five and a half points for the Titans. I really like that. Yeah. Really yeah. like it. Yeah. And uh, I think I also like uh, I think I like that money line. It's going to be mm, juicy. I like that. I like that as well. Uh, and of course, this is the exact same situation the Titans were in on Monday night. They were a six-point dog at home to a team that just beat the Chiefs, a team better than the Chiefs and the Buffalo Bills, and they were able to pull off the upset. So there's a lot of things pointing to that upset. I love it, although you're going to be wrong. You're going to come just a couple points short of that. But, Ryan, the other thing I was going to talk to you about uh, going past the AFC West here is all of the lopsided games in the NFL this week. I think there's four games that are lines of over 10 points, which is just insane. I mean, you see one of those. A weekend if you even see that maybe you see a 12 point game and a 10 point game now you see just huge lines I mean we're talking there's a 14 and a half there's a 17 and a half there's a 12 and a half maybe and then there's I know there's a nine and a half with uh with the Green Bay Packers yeah this seems to happen every year in my opinion where early on they keep all the spreads close and then everyone starts fading the hell out of these bad teams and Vegas just can't help it they have to make the spreads higher this is usually the point when those teams start to cover, though. Um, I'm a big Cardinals guy. I don't think they can cover 17 and a half. Actually, I think they Texans. can. I don't think they will. Yeah, that is, man, that hook makes it just extra, extra tough. Three score spreads in the NFL, very rare. Yeah. Very rare to, to cover. That's the Denver Broncos playing the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars yes. with Peyton Manning. Largest favorites of all time. Yep. <laughs> so my question is, you gave two answers for your Broncos. Yeah. You said if the if yeah. Teddy Bridgewater plays and the Broncos win, Drew Locke plays, then they lose. So what should the production a, team do about the graphics? You got to take a side. You got to make a prediction <laughs> about what quarterback's going to play. At least for 
I think Drew's going to play. So he thinks Drew plays and they All lose. Right. Oh, brutal. Brutal. Okay. I hate it. I was so ready to pick the Broncos to lose this week, and there's just no chance. What if Case Keenum, what, or if you woke up today and Baker Mayfield was a starting quarterback? What would I have predicted? Yeah. Still not feeling as good. I mean, it, it did seem like Case is what really you, – you woke up, saw the Case news, everything was bright in the world. Yeah, and that's not even like Baker's good this year. He's not. Um, he's D- Teddy actually, Bridgewater has better stats everywhere around than, than yeah. Case. Well, and Teddy was really good for three weeks, so mm-hmm. it's a little bit skewed. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. But Baker's been pretty bad this year. He's averaging one passing touchdown per game. Yep. One. He's also uh, leading the league in uncatchable balls on throws 20 yards or more downfield. Yikes. Um, I mean, there, there's, you could just go on and on and on about how average he's been. He's the leader. He is, you know, the queen bee. You take out the queen bee – and all of a sudden, the Hive has no idea what to do. Ryan, you know how I was saying how statistically Case Keenum's better than Drew Locke, and, and the stats at least prove that? You know what? One thing we can say for certain is Case Keenum isn't a guy that's going to rally the troops. He's not someone that – a backup that's going to come in and really buy everyone's attention right away. Whereas Drew Locke, I think he can do that. He can bring energy for a game or two and get guys to rally around him. Case is not that guy. We saw it here firsthand. No, and honestly, you would imagine that guys like Von Miller, Shelby Harris, and Justin Simmons want to get after him a little bit because he wasn't exactly well-liked here in Denver. Too bad Devontae Booker's not on this team. Yeah, or Philip Lindsay. <laughs> Remember Devontae Booker's quote? Yep. When they brought in Joe Flacco after Case Keenum, and he said, oh, it's great. The quarterbacks say hi to you when you walk by them in the, in, in the locker room now. It's like... Excuse me, what? Yep. Case Keenum wouldn't say hi to you in the in, in walking, in passing? And Case Keenum just siloed himself in. <laughs> he did. To the tune of $18 million for that one year. To the tune of $18 million for, I believe, 18 touchdowns. Yep. And then the next year got paid $7 million, $4 million by the Broncos, I think, to leave. They they coach that coaching staff was so bad though. Remember they're jerking him around all season? Yep. He goes three touchdowns, three interceptions, and they're like, whoa, yep. we need a <laughs> chill out on you know, stop throwing the ball so far so much downfield so he's so like then he's like cool. fine zero touchdowns zero interceptions <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. instead of uh winning 28 to 27 we're gonna win or lose i guess 13 to 12 and he got the treatment that teddy bridgewater is now getting which is we'll pack it in on the inside and and see if you can beat us on the outside and he couldn't do it um so that's what they're going to do as well um to the broncos Teddy has to make plays or honestly, Drew, I, I, I'm not worried. Like I think Drew can make the necessary plays if he has to play downfield um, because it's going to be tough to run the ball. You're going to be in some tough situations if you're, if you're forcing the run, I think, um, but get Drew in those RPOs, get Drew in that play action, get him in the pistol, get him under center running bootlegs. And I think that he can make some big throws downfield for you to win this game. By the way, um, Teddy being hurt, we already talked about earlier in the week that he doesn't throw well in the wind. It's supposed to be windy down there. Maybe just play Drew. Ryan, who makes that decision? Well, Vic does. Vic, because I asked him yesterday, and he said it's a combination of Teddy, medical staff, and coaching staff. Uh, I see what you're saying. Um, I mean, I think if if the medical staff clears him, Vic will – it's still his decision, but he will choose Teddy. Vic will clear him as well to, yes. to his end. I think so, too. And, Ryan, this just the best move for Vic might be – Vic and Pat Ryan 
might be going with Drew this week because then it gives Teddy two full weeks to recover instead of trying to force him this week. Maybe that's that playing this week impacts him for next week as well. But also, Ryan, think about it this way, especially if you're Pat and Vic. I don't think Vic's worried about his job, but if Pat's worried about his job, let's say the Broncos go out there with Drew and look great. Uh, he just saved his job, at least for another couple of weeks. Let's say Drew, Drew goes out and looks really bad. Couldn't Pat say, I had a backup quarterback. I'm, Vic, what was I supposed to do? You, you know how much you don't like Drew. And you get, you know, I had to work with him this week. You can't fire me because we've talked about how a coaching change could come Friday if things go bad. If it's a backup quarterback, doesn't Pat buy a little bit of leeway there? Especially if, you know, you lose the game because Drew goes out and throws a couple of picks. Pat's going to say, oh, I couldn't do anything about that, Vic. That wasn't on me. Yeah, yeah, I think everything just changed. First of all, the Broncos are going to win. Um, so <laughs> no one's getting, no one's getting fired on it. Friday. But um I, hope not. I don't even want to say if it's not happening, but there the whole thing has changed. It's a totally different ball game, especially if Drew plays. It'll it'll be considered a throwaway game pretty much regardless. Uh in my opinion, no one's getting like special credit for this win. I'm not going to come on here after they win and say like Vic's back, baby. Um, <laughs> Pat Shermer for president. Uh, he's like, good job. You took care of business. Do right. it again next week. Right. And then get to five and three. I mean, that's the opportunity the Broncos have here. Uh, and not to get too far ahead, but that game will be against Taylor Heineke and a terrible Washington football defense. Their, their defense is the worst in the NFL. Ryan, I couldn't believe it with how stacked their front seven is, specifically their defensive line, how bad that defense is. Crazy. A huge, huge, huge opportunity. And so we're talking about not just that, but then you play the Cowboys, you lose that game, that's fine. Then you play the Eagles at home. Ryan, you could be going on another three, almost three-game win streak. You could put three of the next four together. And then what we talk about this team is they're just streaky. They're not bad. They're not great. They're streaky. And if, you, if you're streaky entering the playoffs or in, in that last couple games where you need to make the playoffs and you're hot on that streak gonna make the playoffs does three of four save uh get make Vic's job cool his seat cool yeah he's not fired mid-season well yeah definitely um but for after no so let's say so they win three out of the next four that puts them at six and four yep six and four entering the bye but then what you have to remember about after the bye is it's the toughest stretch they're they're only easy because they used to have two easy games Bengals and Lions now it's just the Lions game and then it is two it's four division games two against the uh the the Chargers or five division games one against the Raiders on the road two against the Chargers two against the Chiefs uh and it's really really tough and Ryan something that else that's super tough is if you try to shave below (laughs) the belt with a razor that's not made for for it talk about yikes it could look like a scary bloody halloween scene down there oh my god if if it goes wrong so if you want to avoid that use the lawnmower 4.0 one of the worst feelings ever by the way oh my gosh (laughs) and then you're midway through i can't stop now i I mean gotta just keep plowing through and you won't have to plow through if you have the lawnmower 4.0 because it'll glide right through through. no nicks thanks to their skin safe technology you can see everything that's going on down there with their led light and it doesn't it doesn't matter if you're in the shower or not because it is waterproof so you can take it anywhere with you so make sure to check out everything they've got going on including the weed whacker trim your nose trim your ears 
spectrum anywhere else that it'll fit you can you can try that as well and all of the <laughs> all of the other products they have which will clean your body i don't even know what that's referring to um but yeah just use your imagination because manscaped can do it all so check them out manscaped.com use the code dnvr to get 20 percent off and free shipping Check out our friends also at Solace Meds who will uh, let you make the super discount. So they've told us if you go down to a Solace Meds location, you can get 25% off Dixie Gummies, 25% off Solace Bars, 25% off Solace Sticks. Those are new. 25% off Mile High Extractions and more and more and more. Then you use the code DNVR20 on top of that to create a super discount where you get 20% off your already discounted items. And you should get a Solace Bar or King Cone when you mention that code DNVR. So check out our friends over at Solace Meds. That's S-O-L-A-C-E-Meds.com. They've got four locations in Four Collins, Wheat Ridge, one off of Broadway, and one just blocks away from the DNVR bar on East Colfax. And uh, you talk about parlay, super discounts. A parlay is a two-in-one. That's what our friend, at least a two-in-one. That's what our friends over at Strava Craft Coffee are offering. They're giving you a two-in-one punch with their delicious CBD coffee. Of course, you get the delicious coffee. You get the caffeine jolt. But then you also get the CBD, which helps can relieve aches, pains, headaches, migraines. Anything that's going on, it can help relieve. Some people even say it gets rid of the coffee jitters. So in the morning, you get the caffeine without feeling jittery the rest of the day. And I've got another parlay for you, or maybe a super discount. Double two things up. If you use the code DNVR25 over at StravaCoffee.com, what you'll get is 25% off your first order. And then if you subscribe to Strava, it's free. You'll get 20% off the rest of your life on every single order that you have. And you can have it where it's set up to be delivered. However often you want, it'll just ship to you every two, four, six, eight weeks. However often you want, it'll show up to your door at that 20% off. So check them out. Use that code DNVR25 over at StravaCoffee.com. All right, Zach, let's jump into the questions from our listeners. But first, is there anything you'd like to congratulate me on? Oh, we got another championship, don't we? What are we up? Not one, not two, not three, not four, five. You got a full hand. Yep, I got to put a ring on my middle finger now. Oh. Um, for the whole league. You feel like Tom Brady? Yeah, I do feel like Tom Brady. It feels great. <laughs> um... <laughs> An, an incredible game last night. Yeah. Um, made yeah. Probably the most entertaining Super Bowl to this point. Um, final score, I believe, was 61 <laughs> to 48. Yeah. Um, if you guys knew our Madden League, those types of shootouts aren't very common. No. Um, there's a lot of like good it's more defense. more like real it's NFL games. Totally. Yeah. Normally you get real scores, and this one was just crazy. Um, both of us were scoring on damn near every possession, a couple big turnovers, um, by my secondary deep down the field. I kept getting smoked by Marquise Brown. Yep. Finally, I made an adjustment that allowed me to cover him, you know, 50 yards down the field and, uh, shout out to Brian. Yeah. We, we knew Another, it was going to be that that combo the whole right. The this whole is year. like um, yeah. back in the Warriors Cavs days. <laughs> yeah. Just sign it up. But uh, new that was the last one for Madden 21. So we move on to Madden 22. A whole new slate. A whole new ball game. Brian, I love you, but he hasn't beat you in any of those, has he? So it's a it's little, a little different. bit of a Buffalo Bills effect. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I was gonna say. Well, at least they turned it around. Brian, you may have to wait 20 years to get your Josh Allen. Maybe. 20 seasons we'll be on like 20 we'll be on the next console by then potentially, potentially. <laughs> but uh, congratulations but ryan 2021 was your year in madden 2022 is not gonna be 
All right. Yeah. I'm we'll com- see. I'm coming for you. We'll see. Also, shout out to Brian for real. He's a he's a homie. He's 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 awesome. <laughs> I think everyone here wants Ryan to lose. So uh, we're still looking for a couple spots. Nope. No. Nope, we are full. All filled. Love but it. the wait list is wide open. Yes. So email Timmy from Sweden at gmail.com and he will get you uh, signed up and, and on the wait list because we have, a, you know, you'll get a chance. You'll get a chance if we get on the wait list. You got the console yet? Nope. Oh, wow, you are rolling. One game at a time. Maybe maybe you'll miss out on the draft and you'll be stuck oh. with all the bad players and then you'll never be able to succeed. That would be terrible. Except I know you'll be able to succeed. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. No, I have to. Uh, this draft is a lot more important to me now it because. Is? No one will trade with me. Mm, Everyone's right. afraid that they're going to get fleeced. Yeah, Madden League, don't trade with Ryan. Everyone, it's not going to happen, so don't worry <laughs> about it. All right, let's get into this. First one from Era Paho. I thought that was a... Yeah, I thought, I thought so too, but then he says right below, pronounced Arapaho. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That's not how that would be pronounced. Um, oh, wait, how would it... Well, I'm just saying like... That's... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. But maybe it's Arapaho. Oh, maybe. Arapaho. Uh, hey guys, been listening since Spano used to read those creepy wiener ads for Doghouse. <laughs> Member since 2018, don't ever comment much, but wanted to drop a few thoughts. I miss Judy and Shermer has to go. That's all. Thanks. Keep up the good work. P.S. My name is an Easter egg. Mace said some time ago. What? I don't, I don't get it, but I'm so happy to hear from you, uh, Arapaho. Is that what we're going with? Arapaho? We'll need more uh, more uh, <laughs> clarification from our guy here. And I really agree with you, missing Jerry Judy. And Ryan, there's a slight chance he plays tomorrow. The way Vic has talked about him after the game, saying there's a chance, then on Monday saying it's less than 50%, then yesterday saying it's a slight chance, don't play him. Listen to yourself, Vic. No. You're saying that you shouldn't play him. Don't. Don't get desperate. Yeah, you don't need to. Just don't need and to. then Ryan, he's back next week uh, against the Washington football team. Yeah, that's 10 days from tomorrow. Yep. Um, from Chico Bean, fellas, I'm hurt that no one likes my Dodgers. <laughs> LOL, yeah, screw the Dodgers. Uh, but anyways, who or what is keeping Noah Fan from becoming a top five tight end in the game? Is it Sherman not involving him or is it him not producing? Thanks, guys. Go Broncos or go DNVR. I think it's a bad, bad relationship right now. All, all the way around. I, I can't put it on one side or the other. Ryan, just something's really not clicking. I hope it's just Noah Fant in Pat Shermer's offense. I hope it's not Noah Fant in the Denver Broncos because as Chico Bean says, Noah Fant, has, you look at him and you watch him run. You look at just a physical specimen. He has it all. He has everything you could want, but it just isn't clicking how it should be. I'm going to say something here, uh, and I just want to be careful about the way I say it because if you play football for a living, you are tough as hell. Mm-hmm. You're way tougher than I am way tougher than I am. But not tougher than your Madden team. He has to toughen up a little bit. Mm. He has to get a little bit more. I'm just going to like throw around some football terms here. Gritty. Uh, he's got to put his nose to the yeah. grindstone. Yeah. Um, he just, he needs to have like a little more uh, to him. He needs to eat some dirt. He needs to get mad. Yeah. Legit. Um, because there's too many, he's too big and too strong to play like a wide receiver. He needs to play like a tight end. He needs to hit some people in the mouth. He needs to run some people over. Last time they played the Browns, wasn't it? Um, last time they beat the Browns, it was Noah who had the long touchdown run because he trucked somebody. Yep. I want that Noah back. Run some people over, get some stiff arms, and literally like seek out contact. That's what I want to see from Noah Fane. 
Yeah, and that's something we haven't seen. Browns without JOK this week. That's a guy that could have covered him. Uh, so that could be uh, another reason why the Broncos offense should have a breakout game. Next one from H-Town Bronco. Why does Von Miller have to disappear for a few games for him to get pissed off and act fired up? Von will always be the GOAT, but it's honestly kind of sad for someone who is supposed to be a captain. Why do the Broncos have to go on losing streaks to get fired up? It's honestly so sad. Everyone is all excited about his comments. Like, remember the last time he said that against the Cardinals? Yeah, Frickin' four seasons ago, three seasons ago, it should be like every frickin' week. I honestly thought it was kind of cringe at this point. We really did sell our soul for Peyton Manning, didn't we? And H-Town Bronco, uh, yeah, well, definitely worth it. But H-Town Bronco, you are not alone. I mean, yeah. when these was, comments was, came out from Vaughn, holy, I mean, they, they were just as negative as the comments that you were reading this morning. They were worse. Yeah. Um, and I knew that was coming. It was the wrong. He, he. It was the wrong time for that speech. Mm, when's it? When's the right time? Um. Or why was this the wrong? The time? vibes are just too bad. Mm. So everyone is in talk is cheap mode, and talk right, is cheap. Right. But I will say, Vaughn's talk is worth a little bit more when he says it. He follows through. I think there was another one. I forget what it was, but he didn't go like full on guaranteed win. But I feel like he said another thing one time that he followed through. It on. was when he got up on the podium and said. He talked for like 11 seconds. I think that's what you're thinking of. Do you remember right. that? And what, 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 what did he say? I don't remember what he said, but it was extremely short. Yes. But that's what you're thinking of. And then they did win that game. Yeah, like, I think he just said, like, I don't have much to say. We're going to win. And yep. he just walked off. And then, and then he walked off. We all thought it was a joke and he was going to come back. We all stood there for like 10 minutes. And he's probably just sitting laughing at us yeah. for, for waiting there. Um, but I, 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 and I'm happy, I'm happy you brought this up, H-Town Bronco. Ryan... I just, that was, that's why I think the Broncos win with Teddy is just, I think Vaughn is going to destroy the Cleveland Browns offensive line. And that's, I'm so close to picking the Browns with Drew, or the Broncos with Drew as well because of Vaughn. And I believe in him when he says that. But what if he doesn't? What if he doesn't go out there and have a good game and the Broncos lose? And uh, I think this could be the end of Vaughn Miller in Denver. And I think we could see this playing a little role in it but this could be the end and this could be broncos are trading him before the trade deadline in less than two weeks i think it would be very symbolic if vaughn can't follow up on his guarantee anymore you know what i mean right um but i don't think it's gonna happen i just don't i think okay. he's gonna go out there he's gonna wreck the game the only worry i have in this game honestly is dearness johnson yep that's my biggest worry, and that should tell you just where I'm at about this. Um, the Broncos should pack the box and take him away. Doesn't matter. You know, you should have enough guys to fill all the holes. Um, you don't have to worry about your, your linebackers not exactly being great run stuffers when you have eight guys in there. You want to talk about your, D, your secondary absolutely falling apart is if they stack the box, put all the trust in them, and Case Keenum goes and burns them like the past three quarterbacks have. I would not bet on that. But talk about just a total collapse in the secondary. And Ryan, one more thing about Vaughn's comments. Remember when Vaughn did that against the Cardinals and, and, and we talked to each other, I think it was after the game, we said, well, I mean, he did it at the perfect time. They did it against a terrible team. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, the Broncos should have destroyed that game. But he played his cards right. Is it? He's playing his cards right in this one, too. I mean, every opportunity, everything is pointing for him to have a big game. Is it symbolic, though, that he doesn't? trust his teammates as much as he used to yeah he said, he, he said the only thing i'm promising uh -huh. is me yeah and remember the last time he told us after the fact he said yeah I, I talked to my teammates before i went out and talked to you guys and said i'm gonna make this do you guys have my back and they they all said yes 
Do you think he had a similar conversation with his teammate? No, no. I mean, there's no way he had a similar conversation. His teammate said no. Yeah. He didn't. So he just doesn't have the confidence. He believes in himself. Mm, that is symbolic. Maybe another reason why if this doesn't work out, maybe Fire. the Broncos trying to get some, uh, try to get some value in a couple Send weeks. Send everyone to the sun. <laughs> uh, from Kendall Hinton, Hall of Famer. Not that I care much about Jackson Mahomes, but apparently guests and other special invites to the stadium were directed to stand on the field. Where Sean Taylor's number 21, according to a reporter, apparently there's a pick of like 15 people grouped there. We can still be upset at the guy, but not a good, and not a good look to dance on it, but I'll at least give him some slack if that's the case. That's kind of what I was saying yesterday. I don't know the story, so I'm not going to go after him. Um, he finishes by saying, honestly, don't 20, maybe 25 teams in the NFL beat a chubless, huntless Browns, missing defensive players uh, too, and Baker with his arm hurt. I mean, it doesn't uh, doesn't any average or slightly below average team probably beat them under those circumstances. Let's see a win, please. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And there's just other things going against the Broncos. Thursday night road games are so tough, but yeah. you still should win. Exactly. All right. Um, Broncos guy 63 says unrelated to the Broncos, but can we talk about how crazy Derrick Henry is? Dude is like 6'4", 240, and is faster than everyone. That just does not make sense. Part of me is worried he's going to get run into the ground and fade away in a couple of years, a la DeMarco Murray. But every so often, there comes a player that is truly a once-in-a-lifetime talent. What if he continues to dominate for many more years? My first question is, do you think he'll fade off like everyone else, or is he a once-in-a-lifetime player? He's already done it for two or three years in a row now. Secondly, if y'all think he may be the exception to the rule, what do you think has to happen for him to become the greatest running back ever? P.S. His stat line for this year is 162 rushes for 783 yards and 10 touchdowns, averaging 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns the past three years prior to this one. As always, thank you for all you do, and I'm looking forward to y'all's opinion. And, hey, I can talk about Derrick Henry all day, baby. So I love this comment, Broncos guy. And uh, Derrick Henry is absolutely crazy. It still blows my mind that in a draft where Ezekiel Elliott went top five, Derrick Henry went in the second round. Ryan, it's not like he's gotten stronger. He's gotten bigger. He's gotten faster since he's been in the NFL. It's not like he's gotten better ball, ball vision. Ryan, he's been a fantastic running back ever since he was in high school. He has those insane records yeah. in high school. He's still the most dominant high school runner in the history of football. What's he do when he goes to Alabama? He wins the Heisman. And then he's a second-round pick, so it, it's insane. And Broncos guy, to answer a couple of your questions – I don't think Derrick Henry's going anywhere. I think he can be this dominant and he can carry the rock the 30 times per game that he's doing so far because he's huge. And they, he can be a unicorn because he's built like a unicorn. He's built different than every single other running back in the NFL right now. And it's so crazy, Ryan, on that, what was it, 75, 80-yard touchdown that he had, uh, how he explodes through the hole and just tears, th tears by the secondary. And it, he doesn't even look like he's running fast. But he's just because he's that big, that size and speed combination – can make him one of the best ever. And, I mean, what you said, he's averaging uh, 1,500 yards and 15 touchdowns the past three years, a 2,000-yard season last year. Right now he's averaging a two – he's on pace for another 2,000-yard season without the 17th game. It's, it's insane. And, Ryan, what has to happen for him to be in the conversation for the greatest running back ever? 2,000-yard season now, he'll be the only one to ever do two, especially back-to-back. -back. Crazy. And not even in the MVP conversation. That is also crazy. Like, it's just so accepted mm -hmm. that it, it's not even that 
cool to anyone Man. anymore? Man, if this was the case and 2,000 yards didn't get you an MVP, I really wish that would have been the case when Adrian Peterson ran for 2,000 and Peyton Manning would have got the MVP. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy, it, crazy, crazy. It really is. I love that comment. Next one from Jason17. He says, here we are, week seven into the season, which means the DNVR guillotine or elimination league has said goodbye to six members with 12 remaining. This week's players like Nick Chubb, Mark Andrews, and Dak Prescott hit the waiver wire when we cut Grizzly Mint Sixes team. Uh, FAAB funds are running low. I myself await the return of my star, Jerry, Judy, and Russell Wilson, hoping that I survive until then as I couldn't afford anyone off the waivers. Man, that seems like such a cool fantasy uh, football league idea. And Ryan, I saw you had a tweet a couple of weeks ago, which I completely agree with. Legal gambling, for me has really put fantasy football on the back burner. I don't even pay attention anymore. Do you have teams? I have one team. Doing pretty poor? Yep. <laughs> They're terrible. Yeah, but I, I think if there's anything that can make fantasy football relevant again, it's a league like this. So, Jason17, I love to hear it. And good luck without Russ. Next one from Samuel Bisu. He says, hey, guys, more and more I feel like Teddy's numbers are so irrelevant, like Bortles' numbers with the Jags most in garbage time or when the games are already lost. For me, Teddy is just not it. I love the Vic hire, but he just hasn't shown anything he was hired for. I'm getting worried because the truth is I'm, that I'm beginning to lose interest in this team. They're just boring, but I still catch every DNVR Broncos podcast and still read all of your articles because I know I will never lose interest in you guys and this community. Samuel. That means a ton. And what's crazy is that's not the first comment that we've heard of that, of the offseason and our pods being more fun than the game itself. And I can't tell you how much that means. That is just so freaking cool, Ryan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, that means everything to us um, because the team sometimes can get boring. We try to make them as unboring as we can. Man, if we were the GMs, I don't know if we'd have a good football team, but they'd, they'd be fun. They'd be exciting. Some RRPPOs. Oh, yeah. We'd have Kyler Murray here. It'd be great. <laughs> yeah, it would be. For Mrs. Quill, my boys, how do you feel about Staley going for it on fourth and three on his own 19 in the second quarter? I love that we went from it from our own 39. A, des- uh, a desperate move for sure, but it isn't, isn't this a team that should be playing and coaching desperate at this point? The season and many coaching jobs hang in the balance. What parameters would you put going for it on fourth down? I actually didn't know that they did that. Uh, and so they I knew they got behind early in the game. So Staley just said uh, he's in it to win it. He, he's not just playing for a close game. And if that was his mindset, like I imagined it had to be, then I love it. Because, Ryan, it doesn't really matter if you get blown out in a game. But if you give your team a chance to win, and if you're down 17 in the second quarter and you say, uh, if if we punt this, we're definitely going to lose, then go for it. So uh, I, I love it, Mrs. Quell. And also, when you're a good coach and when you have a winning record, you get the benefit of the doubt with, with those things, even if they don't go right. When you're a bad coach, you don't get the benefit of the doubt. So to be fair, if, if Vic Fangio would have done that and wouldn't convert it, he would look worse than Brandon Staley. But Brandon Staley has built that, uh, has built a little cushion for himself with those wins. So I love the mentality of doing everything you can to win a game instead of playing for save my face. And, you know, I love that that they got blown out in that game, but he was saying, we're probably going to lose. Let, let's just see if I can give my team a chance to get back in this. And if not, we're going to get blown out by more, but we're going to lose anyway. Uh, yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, finally, 
Uh, Sir James says, Broncom syndrome, the instant feeling of distrust or fear felt in many cases of good news for the Broncos. Example, the automatic acceptance of a Case Keenum revenge game despite having less their half, half their team's usual weapons. Exactly what I'm talking about. You don't have to worry about it. The Broncos are going to win. It's just a syndrome, Ryan. But Broncos country ha- has fell for that, and uh, it's, it's infected everyone. But the good doctor you are, you're prescribing the winning medicine of a guarantee. I love it. Guaranteed win, uh, the best medicine. That can cure just about everything. Do you agree? Especially on a long weekend, then you can sit back, you can watch the Chargers not play. You can watch the Raiders lose to the Eagles. You can watch the Titans beat the Chiefs. And Ryan, the Broncos will be in first place in the AFC West. Exactly. Um, well, will they? Yeah, they'll be they'll be tied. No, and, because aren't the Chargers four and two? Oh, so, so they'll be, be half a half game. You'll, back. You're right. They'll yeah. be half a game out. Wow, Debbie down here. I was trying to end on a positive note. The so positive note is the Broncos are winning the damn football <laughs> game tomorrow. Tune in to our pregame show yes. at 5.30. Should be a blast. we got some cool stuff planned for that. Of course, come down to the DNVR bar for the best watch party in the world. Uh, it's going to be absolutely bumping in here tomorrow. Come get a free jersey, a free beer, um, all sorts of stuff going to be uh, on the table if you come down to the DNVR bar tomorrow. So do that. And, of course, one final shout-out to our presenting sponsor, MSU Denver Online. They're the best if you're looking to further your education online and of course if you're looking to work a full-time job at the same time msu denver students work twice as many hours as students attending any other college institution so check out msu denver online and we'll see you guys for the pregame show tomorrow
Hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com.